But if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. This morning, I'm going to be talking about foundations this morning. Matthew, chapter 7. I believe there's hope for tomorrow. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27. And when you have it indicated with an amen. The word of the Lord says, therefore, if anyone hears these words of mine and acts on them, may be compared to the wise man. Somebody say wise man this morning. Who built his house on the rock. Verse 25 says, And the rains fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and smashed, slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall. It had been founded on the rock. Somebody say rock this morning. He is our rock. The rock of my salvation. Verse 26 says, Anyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. 27 says, the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell and great was its fall. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you to our grace this morning, Lord God. We just give you thanks for another day of life you have given us, Father God. I just pray for your word, Father God. It may be uh, your mouth to speak your word. You know me pray? Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. This morning, I'd like to speak on foundations. Amen? A foundation is a very important, a very important part of our Christian life. Amen? As you can see that when we're reading right here, the Bible says that there's two, two types of foundation. There's one foundation which is built on God and one foundation which is built on the sand. Amen? Now, I know several of us have, have gone to, out of Beville, into a bigger city where they have these things they call skyscrapers, tall buildings. And when I was looking up and I was reading on this, you know, the, when I was studying, it says the foundation will depend on the size of the building. Understand that the foundation will be, be, depend on the size of the building, the soil conditions, and, the envir and environmental facts such as wind and velocity. So in other words, when I was reading this, it's telling me that if you've got a building that's very high, the foundation has to be as deep as high as the building is. How many of you understand that this morning? Amen. So in other words, you can't build some, you can't build a big tall skyscraper on just five feet deep. Amen. Because it's saying here that when the winds would blow, eventually it's going to knock down. Because why? Because it's not deep. It's not rooted where it needs to be. Amen. And if we think about it, our Christian lives, can, we, can, we can look at that and say, you know what? My Christian life is somewhat like that. And the reason is somewhat like this because we have not digged deep enough. Come on, church. We have not digged deep enough to, to, to withstand the, the, the winds, the, the things that the enemy brings to our life. Amen? In some cases, deeper the foundation, the, the scraper has to be 150, 200 feet deep 
Now just think about that. Try to get a shovel and deep and dig 200 feet deep. Eventually we'll be there for several years, maybe your whole life, amen? Taller the building is, the deeper the foundation needs to be. Amen? In the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, we read of two types of foundation, one who built on the rock and one who built on the sand. This morning, we need to ask ourselves, who are we built on this morning? Amen? Point one, the Bible says that we need to be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. Being wise in the decisions that we make. We need to be careful on what we do. Amen? Because sometimes if we're not built on God, decisions that we, can, that we build can cost us. And I know a lot of times many things have cost us. Why? Because we have made decisions in our lives before that have cost us many things. Maybe have cost you a relationship, has cost you something. I, 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 mean, I don't know your personal life. But what I'm saying this morning is that we need to be wise on decisions that we make. Amen? Because it will cost your life. It will cost you. Amen? You may be shaken this morning. Many things may come to your life. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 5. Please turn with me. James, chapter 1, verse 5. The word of the Lord says, But if any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's the word of God. That's what the word of God says. The word of God says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and who gives it generously without reproach. Amen? So a lot of times we need that wisdom of God to make decisions in our lives. Amen? How many, don't raise your hand, but how many of you here made a decision without, based on God? I know a lot of us can, can relate to that. We may make decisions in our lives and say, man, you know what? I think this is going to work. I think, this, I think we can go and this will happen. It's going to be good and everything else like that. And yet you, you find out that it's not based upon God. It's not based upon what God wanted you to do. Amen? If we are not praying or in the word, we will be shaken. See, those are two keys that God has given us this morning. is prayer and in the word. Those two keys is what we need in our Christian life, our spiritual walk every day. We need to be in the word of God and we need to be in prayer. Amen. Because if you're not in, in word and God and in prayer, amen, when the enemy comes in like a flood against you, the, 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 the what do you call the winds and the, and the rains are going to come against you. And it's going to bring you down. It's going to bring you down. But if you have the word of God that's installed into your heart and you're rooted in the, grounded in the word of God, you will not be shaken. You will not be moved this morning. Come on, church. You will not be moved this morning. We need to see this picture of our foundation and like if it's our spiritual life. Amen. We need to be wise and stand on the rock so that we will not be overcome. Amen. The, the word of God talks about there was rains, there was floods, and there was winds that came. Amen. And for the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying what the word of God is saying. Don't stop praying. 
We need to drill that into our spirits that we cannot stop praying. Amen. How many of you here have, have a prayer life? See, I got a prayer life. There's every single minute, moment of my life, I got to pray. Because why? Because the enemy is trying to attack my thoughts and my mind and my heart. I said, Lord, I cannot do this, but you can do it for me. See, he's the one that gives you that strength that you need to withstand whatever the enemy brings to your life. Amen. Like I said before, stop trying to fix things on your own and let God fix them for you. Church, you don't hear me this morning. You're not hearing me this morning. And the reason I say that is because I see some of your spiritual life. Church, you need to continue to pray. The word of God says pray without ceasing. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says the word of God is alive and active. It does not say that it's dead without works. It says it is alive and active. How many can testify that to the word of God is alive and active this morning? This word right here will never mislead me. The word of God is never going to mislead you. It might tell you something that you don't want to hear. But I guarantee you it's good for your life. This is the roadmap to heaven. This is how we're going to get to heaven. If we can live in prayer and according to the word of God, we're going to get somewhere in life. We're going to get somewhere. How many want to get somewhere in life? How many want to be built on the, on the rock of Jesus? See, this is a new year. This is 2017. If you don't have noticed yet. And I say that with all respect. Because why? Because some of you are still walking like if you're in 2016. God said, the word of God says he makes everything new. Come on, church. He makes everything new. He renews my strength. He renews my mind. He renews my heart. He renews my walk with him. See, I had to let go and let God take my hand and say, Lord, lead me. And when he started to lead me, he started leading me to the path of righteousness. Amen. Amen. He started leading me to good things, not to bad things, because I thought I could fix things on my own. And the more I tried, the more I just got deeper and deeper. Amen. There's a phrase that many of you might have heard. It says, when it rains, it pours. How many of you heard that before? Come on, church. How many of you heard that before? When it rains, it pours. Amen. Now, these three things can mean many things. Amen. In our lives. Many times, hard, there'll be many times that hard times, disappointment, discouragements would come to our lives. But whatever comes to your path, know that the Lord is there with you. And there will be many times you're going to go down paths that you don't want to. But you got to understand one thing. That's the word of God. The Lord is with you wherever you go. And the Lord is walking with you. Just imagine who's taking care of you. See, I know a lot of times it's hard to pray. I know it's hard to fast. Because of our daily lives. I know that I understand a lot of several of you here are parents. Several of you youth, you got things going on in school and everything. But there must, there must be a time of prayer. The Bible says that when the, when, when the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But you must make time. You have to pray. 
And I'm not talking about you getting into a whole five hours of prayer. I'm talking about you praying in your spirit. I'm talking about you getting into that word of God and reading at least a chapter or two to, to, to feed yourself. Like the way the human body craves food, it craves drink. It's the way our spiritual life is to crave the word of God so we can grow spiritually. So we can become somebody. Amen. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, we're able to stand against those things. See, I feel the Spirit of the Lord up in this place. See, I wasn't supposed to preach this morning. I wasn't supposed to preach this morning. But God had different plans this morning. And I believe that, that somebody needs to hear this this morning, that your foundation needs to be on the Word of God. It needs to be grounded into the Word of God. So next time that when you go to one of these big cities, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, wherever you want to go, out of state if you want to, stand next to one of these big buildings and let me know what you see. Because I guarantee you, when you stand next to it, as high as you can see it, just imagine spiritually, you have to look and see how deep it is. Amen? I ask you this morning, who was built on the rock? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. Please turn with me. Proverbs 18, verse 10. I feel the joy of the Lord in my spirit right now. Proverbs 18, verse 10. See, I love the word of God. Word of God's always going to edify my spirit. It's going to tell me something good, whether I like it or not. Proverbs 18, verse 10, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into him, and it is safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into him and is safe. The Lord is a strong tower. He's a strong tower, church. He is a skyscraper. He cannot be moved. Amen? Psalms chapter 61 Psalm 61, verse 3 and 4, it says, You are, that you have been a refuge to me, a tower of strength against my enemies. Let me dwell in your tent forever and let, my, let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Search, let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me dwell in your house forever. Let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. See, let me tell you one thing, church. I don't serve a small God. I serve a humongous God. Because when he died upon that cross for me and he stretched out, that was just a sign to me how much he loved me. That he was willing to die for me. That he is my tower. He is my strength. He is my fortress. Amen? Church, he is your tower of refuge. He cannot be shaken. He cannot be removed. He is the rock on which I stand. He is a firm foundation. He's not wood. Okay? He is a firm foundation. 
Church, he cannot be moved. He has no rival. No one can stand up against him. Because if they try, they're coming down like someone who built on sand. Okay? He is a firm foundation. The book of Psalms, chapter 61, verse, verse 2 says, for the, at, for the end of the earth I will call, I will call when you, with my heart is not faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. To the rock that is higher than I. Amen? I ask you once again, church, with everything that I have spoken to you about this morning, who are you built on? Who are you built on? Now let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 25. It says, the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Church, I want you to drill that into your heart this morning. It did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. Our families are built on the rock of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Some of you have been praying. Some of you have been digging. And keep on. Keep on praying. And keep on digging. Because the more you dig, the more eventually your foundation is going to be strong. Amen. Some of you might be new to this. Some of you might be new to serving God. Amen? But that's why the Bible has put, I mean, that's, that's, why the, that's why we have people here to help us, to grow spiritually. Amen? Because we need each other spiritually. Amen? We need to help each other. We need to build each other. I love talking to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? A lot of times I do talk to you, sometimes here at the church or a phone call or something. But man, just to hear what God is doing in some of you guys' life, that blesses my spirit. Amen? It lets me know that, you know what, you're building upon the rock. You're building upon what God has given you. You're building on the word of God. You're building your family. You're building your relationship with him. Amen? Point two says Jesus speaks again. Matthew chapter 7, verse 26. Foolish is a man who built on the sand. Definition, and I, and I, I was looking this up. And I found the word quicksand. I mean, you know what quicksand here is. Loose, wet sand that yields easily to pressure to everything. So in other words, it doesn't have a strong foundation. It's loose. It's wet. So you can't build on something like that. And I believe this morning that the Spirit of the Lord wants to make, allow you to build upon the rock of your salvation, which is him. Amen? I know that we're only here probably about 50 miles away from the Gulf Coast of Mexico. And I know several of you might have gone to the beach before. Some of you might have taken buckets, little scoops, and tried to build a little castle. I have tried it before because I have two boys, and when they were little, we used to do that all the time. Okay? But eventually, whatever you try to build on the sand, when the water, when the tides come up, it's going to knock it down. See, and I, I love going fishing. 
And there's many places that I've gone with my dad and my, my family and my uncle. And there's some places that there's cement thrown there. There's rock. There's, there's, there's something. It's hard. And every time I go to that place, there's always a rock there which I can stand on. You know what I mean? Two different types of foundations. The rock and the sand. Because I know that the rock's going to hold me, hold my weight. And if I build on sand, eventually it's going to fall. Amen? This is not the type of foundation that you want. If we continue to build on this type of foundation, we will never grow spiritually. We will be building again and again until we realize that Jesus is the rock. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise, and despise wisdom and, and instruction. Amen? Now, this is the word of God. So we got to listen to the voice of God. We got to listen to what, what God is saying this morning. A good carpenter will never build his house from the, from the top to the bottom. How many carpenters we got here this morning? Raise your hand if you're a carpenter. Now, I know you carpenters will not build from the top to the bottom because eventually it's not going to stand. Amen? A good carpenter knows that he needs a foundation first. Some of you are laughing because some of you might have tried it before, tried to build from the top to the bottom. <laughs> and eventually it doesn't work. How many of you ever try to put together something at your house? Entertainment system or something. You always have extra bolts, nuts, screws, and everything. Say, like, what are these for? Did you read the instructions? Amen. A good carpenter knows he needs a solid foundation. See, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Amen. Maybe tonight you found your foundation shaky, cracked, or in ruins. I mean, this morning. But remember who the master carpenter is, and that is Jesus. He's the carpenter of all carpenters, church. He's the one that will build. He's the one that will fix your foundation. If it is in ruins or in cracks this morning, if you're looking at your foundation, in other words, if you're looking at your spiritual life and said, you know what, my spiritual life is in ruins this morning. You know what, it, 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 it's been slammed and I've been, I've been hurting and I've been going through this and I've been going through that. Remember, church, that he is the master carpenter and he is Jesus. He is Jesus. If you, read, if you read the Bible, if you take time to read this church, it shows that he is the carpenter. That he is, that he was, he's a carpenter. Some of you might have seen the movies. Of, it shows them where he's carpenter, where he's fixing something, where he's building something. I believe this morning he's going to build you. I believe this morning he's going to do something in your life. I believe this morning you're going to walk out different than what you came in this morning. But the thing, church, it's going to happen like that, and yet you have to let go of everything that's inside of your heart. And this morning you need to examine your foundation. You need to examine your walk with God this morning. Amen? This morning, bring him your broken pieces. I have shared this one time, and I want to share this again. About two years ago, 
I took a little thing called a vacation. <laughs> okay? Vacation to me is always doing the work of God regardless of where I go. Okay? I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was sitting. We were at the, my wife's family, uncle's house, and we were there sitting there. It was Fourth of July weekend. And I was sitting at the end of the pool, and I was just sitting there, and I was meditating, just thinking about the word of God, and just, and um, little did I know that my wife's uncle told one of his friends that was there, he says, go talk to that, that guy right there sitting at the end of the pool. <laughs> okay? You know? So I was sitting there, and I was, I was meditating, and then the word of the Lord always, God always speaks to me. He goes, you're going to minister to somebody today. And I'm like, Lord, Okay. As I was sitting there, this man came up to me, and he says, I was told to speak to you. All right, here you go. He sat down next to me at the pool, and he started telling me about everything that was going on with one of his sons. His son got real bad into drugs. Good kid, came from a good family. Just got entwined with everything else that the world has to offer. He says, I've tried rehabs. I've paid so much money for this, paid so much money for that. And he goes, I don't know what to do anymore. And I looked at him and said, sir, let me ask you this one question. See, that's where this message came from. I said, you know what? I'm not really concerned about your son right now. What I'm concerned about is your spiritual life and where do you stand with God? And he looked at me. He's like, well, he goes, well, he goes, I don't know where I stand at with God. Let's fix that. So right there at the pool, we st- I led him to the Lord's Prayer again. And he accepted Christ into his life, into his Lord and Savior. See, that's, this, that's right there is the beginning of somebody's foundation. He's accepting Christ into their life as their Lord and Savior. And as I led him through the sinner's prayer, he started to break down. Because he was, he was holding on to his problems and his son's problems. And after that, we started to talk about it, and we started to pray for his son. Understand, this is in July, two years ago. And I remember telling him, and I prophesied to him, and I told him, by the end of this year, your son is going to come to know the Lord as his personal Savior. It was in December. I don't, I don't remember if I, was, if I was at the house or where I was at. And I remember I got this video on my phone. And it was sent to me from an anonymous number. I didn't know who, who, whose number it was. But little did I know it was the father's number that he sent, he sent me a video of his son sitting in the back of the, of the car singing, your grace is enough for me. See, church, when you're built on God, he'll put everything into place for you. A lot of times we try to fix things, and God says, let me fix you first. There has to come a time in your point in your life where you need to check your foundation. Leaders, elders, deacons, church members. Examine your walk with him. Examine your prayer life. Examine your relationship with others. Most of all, examine yourself. 
The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, it says, examine me, examine yourself to see whether you are, you are in faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you unless, of course, you have failed the test? See, a lot of things. I don't work in the making cement. I don't, I don't work in that type of environment. But I, I, I've, I've, I've watched it on TV and I've, I've read upon it that every time they build a foundation, they use this heavy equipment to check what they have built to make sure it's going to stand what's going to be built on top of it. And of course, if it fails the test, what do they do? They fix it. They see what can they, what can they do to try to improve what they're building. Amen? Lamentations chapter 3 Verse 40 says, let us examine and probe our ways and let us return to the Lord. Leaders, we must ask ourselves, Lord, where do I stand with you? Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not Give up. If we do not, church, if we do not give up. Sometimes we need to focus on our own foundation. We cannot fix someone else's foundation if yet ours is in ruins. Amen. I know there's a lot of times that in our Christian walk, There's going to be times where you're going to feel like, you know what, I can't anymore. I don't know how to do this anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. And I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. But I want to let you know one thing. That if you lay it down at this altar, if you lay down every problem that you are going through, Every single thing that, has, that, that you have been going through from this point on. Maybe there's, there's some things that, 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 you know what, only you know deep inside your heart. That, ha, that has kept you from, from fully experiencing the presence of God in your life. Maybe you have lost a loved one that has kept you. And say, you know what, I don't know how to deal with this. And it is taking you, making you somebody that you're not. But I believe this morning, the Spirit of the Lord wants to bring freedom to your life. I believe that he wants to do something miraculous in your life this morning. Church, you have to be built on the foundation of Jesus, which is the rock. And I'm not saying there's, gonna, there's not going to be life's problems that are going to come to your life. But just imagine now that you have Christ in your life, so when those problems come, you'll be able to stand. That you'll be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. See, at church, I gave you the definition of what sand and what quicksand is like. 
It yields easily to something under pressure. So in other words, you can't put something strong on something like that. You got to be built upon the rock. Well, this morning you might have an addiction of something that's come to your life. And you say, you know, I don't know how to get rid of this. I don't know what to do with this. Church, there's many testimonies here of what God has done in people's lives here. That can help you get through what you, what you have been going through. With all heads bowed this morning, with no one looking around. Church, I don't know who this word was for this morning. Maybe there are things that you need to get right before God. There are things that held you back. Maybe you don't know who the Lord is yet. Maybe you've heard of him and you've known of him. But you never had, never had an encounter with him. If there's anyone here this morning that wants to accept him as your personal savior, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand this morning. I see you. Church, the invitation is open this morning. You heard of Jesus, but you never had an encounter. And you want to know what it is to have an encounter with the living Savior. And I leave you with this this morning, church. I was hearing this preaching. On my way home from work, and this minister said, he goes, if the word of God says that today is the day of salvation then what is holding you back from receiving that salvation that he freely offers to you? 